Welcome everybody to War Room, the Hockey Podcast, episode 51. Oh, we say this every every week, we say this all the time, but we want to thank you uh, real quick for your patience and your support uh, through not only um, our technical difficulties as we get things sorted out, but um, through everything that's going on in the world right now, um, which is limiting our content and limiting our ability to record properly amongst other things. So uh, I want to thank you all for your patience and your support. War Room the Hockey Podcast, we are we are working uh, very, very hard um, to um, get back to studio and bring you the content uh, that you you want and that we enjoy uh, that we enjoy creating and talking about. Um, and this is um, one of the first episodes of us back in studio together. So episode 51 of War Room the Hockey Podcast, no real um, outline and no real course of action uh, for this episode and for episodes to come, given the that um, every uh, league out there has officially canceled the remainder of their 1920 seasons. Uh, the only one left is the NHL, and they are still, uh, their season is still in um, hiatus, suspension, um, up in the air, whatever word, whatever word or phrase you want to use to describe it. So uh, given that the NHL is the only one left standing so far, and even they um, are not continuing play as of yet, um, our ability to structure and outline uh, our content is non-existent. So um, each episode will not only be kind of um, improv, if you will, but um, it'll be kind of what, yeah, just kind of what comes what comes to us and what, what we come up with for, the, for that episode that week and, and different things like that. So uh, settle in. Episode 51 of War Room, the Hockey Podcast. We are back in studio with you, and uh, we... We uh, can't begin to tell you how how much we we enjoy being back in studio and how happy we are to to be here. So, yeah. Anyways, episode fifty one of War Room the Hockey Podcast uh, this week, uh, kind of going off the cuff a little bit. So, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, War Room the Hockey Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you. Uh, like and follow on the necessary platforms. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's at War Hockey, War Room the Hockey Podcast, and at War Room the Hockey Podcast, respectively. Make sure you like and follow there. Make sure you engage with us. Uh, write in, ask questions. Um, make sure uh, you're you're a part of the community and uh, you're making your voices heard. We love we love to hear from you. So make sure. Make sure you're doing that and uh, settle in and enjoy episode 51 of War Room, the Hockey Podcast. Episode 51 of War Room, the Hockey Podcast. Uh, this week we are uh, discussing uh, the business side of the game a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, um, sh- we want I want to reference here um, the most active person to engage with us, uh, John Leahy. <laughs> he wrote in again um, asking, uh, how about episodes devoted to breakdowns of classic team or personal regular season or playoff runs during this lack of news, or during this lack of news activity. 
Let's do it. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's uh, next time around. We'll we'll get it. We'll get some put together. So. Yeah. That's a good idea. Thought I'd mention that um, he's the most consistent and most frequent person to engage. So um, thought I'd reference that. But the uh, so we will get to that in in the coming weeks. But business side of the game this week, um, again shorter episodes through this um, news inactivity, um, not the normal length of episodes. Um, but through all this, we still want to put out content, even if they are shorter. Um, so bear with us with that. But this week, uh, all about the business side of the games in, in regards to things, and they kind of all go hand in hand, but in regards to things like uh, everything that's going on with the virus, um, in regards to the hockey is for everyone movement, in regards to uh, different things, the women's game, different things like that. Uh, they all kind of go hand in hand with the general concept being um, at the end of the day, not to trivialize things, but it's good business to promote hockey is for everyone. Yeah. It, it, when, when, now, the difference is it isn't. Sports, like you mentioned uh, off recording, sports you're damn right they discriminate. Yeah, absolutely. Hockey discriminates, basketball, soccer, baseball, football, lacrosse, swimming, tennis, they all discriminate. Yep. Every single one of them. They discriminate for the need of, what you say, good players. Right. Correct? They discriminate against guys like me because I'm slow yeah. and old and weak and ground Therefore, down. hockey, especially at the professional level, isn't for everyone. No. At the professional, maybe at the youth levels, fine. Yes, but at the professional, absolutely. at the professional levels, it's not. It is simply and utterly a ploy for merchandise sales. At every April or whatever, March or whenever they do their um, LGBTQ hockey's for everyone stuff, but it's it's not. Look, it's it, no, it's not. It, it, at the professional level, it's not for everybody. In the beer leagues, in minor hockey, in in pay-to-play hockey, it is for everybody. Every, there should be no one turned away if they want to show up and play. The only discrimination we have as a group of old-timers and, and, and in beer league and drop-in kind of situations that I've played in uh, my whole life, we discriminate against assholes. Mm-hmm. I don't, if you're a jerk, we don't want you. We're going to specifically not invite you or ask you to leave. And that's happened many, many times over the years. Yes, we discriminate absolutely, but not because you're black or big or small or oriental or whatever you are. If you're a jerk, we don't want you. And it's the same. And and when you're getting paid for it, there has to be discrimination or your team will suck. So, yeah, you got to discriminate. And it's, it's the same as, again, off camera, we're talking about the women's game. They're very skilled. They work hard. They put a lot of effort into it. No different than you and I with this podcast. Until somebody says, I would rather listen to Evan and and Brad talk about hockey and talk about business and minor hockey and coaching and development. Until somebody says, I would rather listen to them than Ray Ferraro, Darren Dreger, Brian Burke, Jeff Merrick, Spittin' Chicklets, whomever, who are all very, very good and very professional. Until somebody would prefer to watch, watch and listen to us over them, we're not going to get any sponsorship from the big guys. Do they discriminate? Sure they do. 
we don't have the listenership. So they have to discriminate. It's business. It is business, yep. period. Now, if the NHL was to alienate people because they said we don't, you know, we don't like gay or we don't like transgender or lesbian or whatever. If they, if they were to come out and say that, there be would be a, business. It would be bad for business. It would it would alienate a segment of income for them, and it is a business. But and, that's the difference. That's that's income. That doesn't mean necessarily that gays and trans belong in the game at the professional level. Now, here's here's what I will say to to be objective and to be fair if tomorrow or 5 years from now it's draft time and in the top 10 of the draft rankings there's an openly homosexual man then fine because sure. he's a he's a skilled player that will make that will not only have himself a tremendous career but at the end of the day will also make that organization and the league money yeah if you're going to make my team better i don't care what you do so within within legal and socially acceptable bounds yeah now what happens here here's a question for you this is hypothetical and rhetorical what happens five years from now the women's game is going strong and a guy wants to transgender himself and play in the women's game then what do you do well, we're calling it a women's game in an era where there's a lot of criticism of people trying to separate women from men. Here's here's what I, here's what I'll say, and this is steeped in fact because it's it's a real situation now, and it's steeped in fact with speculation toward what might happen. Who knows what direction they might go? Currently, there is a there is a female player and I'm sorry I'm not going to hide my beliefs if you're born female you're female if you're born male you're male no matter what surgeries or injections or anything you do okay I'm sorry yes. that's just, that's just fact right a facelift the, doesn't make me young but the facts are that in the women's game there is a a woman who is classifying herself as a man we've heard this there's in the nwhl there there's a a female classifying herself as a man playing in the nwhl okay short hair all the necessary stuff the rules dictate though that she would not be able to step into the men's game now this the facts are she wouldn't really be able to compete in the men's game at a high level. But two, um, because of the gender thing, she can't cross over like that. Now, who knows what happens in five years and what rule changes they make. You, I mean, we've seen it in Olympics and we've seen it in, in wrestling and these different things where where a male calls himself a female and then competes against women in a <laughs> amateur wrestling match decimates and yeah. is world champion and nobody bats an, nobody bats an eye because well political correctness yeah. but the point is who knows what the future holds in 5 years but f- the one hope that i hold to is that the rules state 
at least in professional sports and hockey and, and things like that, that if you, if you're doing that fine, but you're staying where you, your gender is, you're staying where you were born as. So five years from now, again, who knows, but a man can call himself a female, but you're playing in the, you're playing in the AHL, you're playing in this and that because you're, because in that regard, you're a man. Now, it, look. So it it, it, it sounds like it. I'm rambling, and it sounds yeah. complicated, but it's it's one of those things. Based on what you you asked, it's one of those things. One to reference a factual situation with a real life person and a real life thing, yep. but also speculate as to what, who knows what could happen. As a in a pure business sense, if I'm Gary Bettman, if I'm the league, if I'm the PA, I don't want to alienate homosexuals for any reason that's there's no reason to if you can play you can play i'm all for that at at any amateur level in a professional level discriminate based on skill but i'm willing to alienate the transgender group however big they are however tenth of a quarter of a percent they might represent or less that that's somebody I'm willing to try to do without. Just leave it. I mean, if if you want to have a women's game, let's promote it. Let's figure out how to make it business viable, and do that. How there about, is a there is a men's game. How if about you this is for business? Develop the women's game. How about, and, how about this for business? Try to mingle the two. LGBTQ, HL. <laughs> how about that? Come now, on. Now there's a now there's an idea. I like that. Let's see what business wise you can have all the rainbow stuff you want in the LGBTQ HL. <laughs> all the rainbow stuff you want, all the jerseys are some variation of rainbows and you know, men, women, you know, get gays, trans, every just let's, let's just get a put post office there. box and set up a a, a place for does sponsors that, to does mail that their sound checks insensitive? to. <laughs> um, now anyhow, this all started because of the the virus issue and, and the, the virus issue. Now, before we transition, the one thing I do want to say, because it's relevant, makes me wonder what kind of how far into the future a um, WNHL actually happens, because the NWHL was just approved. I don't know if you saw this for yes. expansion into Toronto. Yep, saw that. So that league is still going, and because they're expanding, they're going at least somewhat steady and therefore if they're doing at least steady enough business to actually expand introduce new teams new cities cross-border cities right and all this stuff to go off of what we've heard Batman say before about not stepping on the toes of an already existing league does that extend or prolong the timeline of when we actually see a WNHL. Well, look, so it, there, it's it, it's semantics. From a business standpoint, and that's a really good question. From a business standpoint, you're better off to take an existing business that may be struggling, like the current women's league, and try to inject some infrastructure and some money and sponsorship and visibility into it and make it bigger and better. That you're way better trying to do that than you are to try to tear that one apart and start your own or to try to compete with it. Ask the WHA. Yep. But 
under the circumstances, if if the NHL wanted to wanted to come alongside that league and put its own brand on it, make a name change. Well, that, that's what, what was my next question is because of this expansion, if if we're still going to see a WNHL at some point, then because they've now expanded into Canada, right, and it's at least steady, if not growing, then at some point in the next year, two years, five years, however long, do we see Batman step in and say, I'm going to buy the NWHL. I'm going to keep you as commissioner, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's her name, the commissioner of um, the NWHL? Oh, I can't remember. I'll I'll do the research as as we talk, and then I'll I'll mention her name. Um, but I'll keep you as the commissioner. Here's the cities, cities that are already there. Stay. Here's the plans for future expansion. Now that I'm stepping in and buying, we're rebranding NWHL into WNHL, right? Right. And now the teams and the cities that you have already established are staying. I'm keeping the commissioner in place, and now the WNHL is born out of the NWHL. Right. And now we're now the WNHL is now adding to the expansion. Is that, that the makes, most logical it, business perspective? Yeah. That's the that one way. That there's the no stepping sense. on toes. Yes. There's no. There's no saying no. We're doing ours. So see you bye. Let's incorporate and let's do that. Do it like that, and that way. The because clear again, I can't reiterate this enough. The NWHL compared to the CWHL clearly is doing steady enough business that they can expand. If that's the case, and I've not nobody's looked at the books. I mean, not nobody on the outside really. So let's just let's say for the sake of appearance that they are they're they're solvent and and able to expand. Obviously, you're it, first off, they're not going to want to compete with the NHL. They're going to want to partner with the NHL. The the lady, the commissioner's name is Danny Ryland. Ryland, yep. Uh, she is, she's obviously got intelligence on her side. Partner with the NHL, change the name if you want. If the NHL says we'll we'll dump our we'll dump our brand onto it and we'll make you better, but we want to call it the WNHL, big deal. World Hockey Association changed to. The NHL well, that's, overnight. That's what I mean. Keep keep Ryland as the commissioner. Right. That way everything's the same. You're, the business stuff you've done yep. stays. We reward that by now coming in and backing you. The only difference is if we're going to back you, here's our stipulation. Right. Now we want to brand it as the WNHL. Case closed. There you go. Yep. Now, again, the, that there's more to it than that in regards to bringing eyeballs. But in general, I'm just speaking on the growth of the NWHL as compared to what might happen with the WNHL. That's all I'm, I'm speaking. Yeah, of. So. exactly. And this is, this all, this all part and parcel to the business discussion of the game, which started around, and, and this is news that we can break. I'm going back to the virus issue. Yep, yep. Yes. You want to be concerned for the safety of the players, everybody in, involved in the game. You want to be concerned <laughs> for the safety of the fans, but and, and and yes, the human safety is bigger than the game, and I, I agree with that. No no argument. But at sooner or later, the two the graphs crisscross. 
it's good for business to make sure that your image is such that everybody knows that you're watching out for public safety. That's all fine. Nobody wants to be the first league to say, sure, we're going to go ahead and play. First of all, it's a disaster to play with no fans. It would be it's financial catastrophe to do that. And secondly, the per, the public perception, you could be you could be perceived if it's spun right as bold and undaunted and you know ready to go and and get the world back on track again. You could also be perceived as somebody who's reckless and careless with with public safety. So you've got to be really careful there. But the, the point is, we're, we're going to say that we're not going to play until we know it's okay, because that's good for business right now. That is, it is simply good for business to be uh, perceived that way. And at some point, it's going to be good for business to get back to work. Because yep. there is billions at stake. And this is, this is what we were talking about yesterday. I can't name the source, but we talked about this off camera. We know with 100% certainty that uh, the league and the PA are working to completely finish the regular season and completely finish the playoffs per normal. And there are so many billions of dollars at stake. The, the league is now like a six or seven billion dollar industry that as far as everybody can tell and that doesn't include the ancillary stuff but there is so much at stake in the playoffs that there it would be it would be a mess for the players the owners and everybody involved to try to give back ticket money or or prorate it to next year to give back advertising revenue to give back gate revenue to reduce the salary cap. I mean, everybody suffers in that case, and they're not going to let that happen without a major, major fight. Now, they may not resume play till July, but they'll but then, resume play. Then they will resume play. It Well, again, it's like anything else. You have to say what you have to say publicly, right? Yeah. For Not only for business, but for the sake of of saving face and of, of being, you know, not alienating people. So you have to say, well... There's this is bigger than a game, health and safety, you know, this and that. And health and safety is important. And a lot of times, quite frankly, it should be the priority. It's one of the things that, you know, I applaud about the league and, and their concussion protocols today and things like that. At some point, health and safety is the priority. But that doesn't mean that money isn't either. And oh. so you can say you can say this is bigger than a game. You can say do your part and stay home. You can say that we'll come back with a 2014 playoff play-in or we'll come back with no fans or we'll come back in neutral cities or we'll come back in this and that all you want. At the end of the day, all that is is headlines for headlines' sake because at the end of the day, common sense dictates that when they come back, and it will be when, maybe tomorrow, it may be in July, but they'll come back. When they do, it Every team will be in their own city, most likely. And what isn't most likely, what is an all but guarantee, is that there will be fans. Yes. And they will complete the twelve games remaining in the regular season, and they will com- and they will complete do the, the playoffs. playoffs. Now, the, if you compress, and we talked about this as well, if you compress the travel dates, and you compress 
the playoff travel dates. Then you you could complete playoffs in about six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. You can complete the twelve game regular season in roughly two two and a half weeks or so, and that would since all the players are then playing, the teams that are not in the playoffs can re, can go to training camp at their own discretion. Then you can start the season if you started to if you started the regular season in July, finish it first of August, finish the playoffs by mid to late September. Give the guys a week off. Yep. Ten days off. Then start the regular season on time. And the teams that are not in the playoffs can go back to camp in September like always. And you haven't lost a thing. Then you can you might look at next year taking out that bye week, which well, is it, a from the, the one idea. thing that I do buy buy into um, plan wise from all the headlines you read, one of the things that I do take seriously and I do believe when they say it is that they're thinking of removing the bye week and maybe even if not shortening, then at least foregoing the all-star break, at least for this coming year for the sake of getting it done within the season parameters. Um, So, but anyways, the the point is we can speculate on how the, how they'll compress it, how they'll do it, you know, and things like that. But there's ways you can do it. You can, you can stagger it. The teams that don't make the playoffs can come back to, to camp at the normal time. Right. And the teams that don't make the playoffs can can start early to mid-October like normal because they do that anyway. A team will start October 4th. A team will start October 10th. They do it anyway. Sure. So you do that. And then the teams that did make the playoffs get a mid-October to a little later start or whatever. The point is we can debate and speculate on that stuff all we want. What I think we can all agree on common sense business-wise is that whether it's August or it's tomorrow, they will finish. They will finish. And that comes from... And they will finish with they will finish with fans, and they will finish with proper ticket sales, yes. and, and, and completing the playoffs, awarding the Stanley Cup, and things like that, because that's and business-wise, that's, and Bettman is not a guy to let billions of dollars go down no. the toilet... No. For the sake of, for the sake of, and I hate to trivialize it, when and so forgive me if my tone of voice sounds like I am, but he's not one to let billions of dollars go down the toilet for the sake of health and safety, well, or keep keeping people at home. No, right? it, it, things this like is that. going so, to this is going to subside. Now the the players want to play because they want to win the Stanley Cup. They want a chance. They want to get into the playoffs and and prove themselves. But player paychecks stop at the end of the regular season. The playoff bonus is a rounding error for most of these guys, so that's irrelevant. Player paychecks stop at the end of the regular season, which they already have. The owners and the salary cap is where the players are going to be affected by this. So everybody wants to play and and be clear on this. This is not me and you speculating. We're not, this is not us conjuring up something to talk about this comes from a presently highly respected long time and still em, still an employee of the nhl we can't name him but he is on the inside he is still employed so we can't say who he is but he is he he was adamant when i talked to him they are going to f- figure out how to finish yep. so 
that's the business end of the game. It'll get done. Uh, it'll get done somehow. And barring some other kind of catastrophe that we didn't foresee coming, just like this whole worldwide thing, it's going to get done. So yep, agreed. next week, are we, are we, st- we still need to do that coaches episode. We do we go around the league with coaches and we need to spend some time on, um, well, and, and we're doing that in conjunction with some of our developmental stuff, which can kind of overlap. But I like the idea of looking at, uh, at some of the, you know, some of the great all-time teams and some of the great all-time situations like our uh, loyal listener has suggested. Yes. Yeah. But, and thanks for that. Yep. Hope absolutely. things are safe in so, Round Grove. But yep, the, the most relevant content, aside from everything we just talked about, was Ovechkin versus Gretzky in NHL 20 oh on TSN last night. Here's so, how you know. And Gretzky, Gretzky pulled it out in overtime. I know. That's... How about that? <laughs> no. Here's how you know. I love, I love NHL 20 video problems. games. I love it. I love playing the game. I love the video game. I have it on PlayStation. But come on. You know that. And I'm sure this is where you were going. You know there's content issues, and you know they're having some some problems. Virus this or whatever that. If a video game is being broadcast on TSN, yes, no matter who's playing, let alone Ovechkin and, and Gretzky, they're it's a video game, and they're broadcasting it on, on this TSN. This is the so. this is the NHL equivalent of me scrubbing my barbecue for the third time since this happened. That's how desperate everybody is. Anyway. Good stuff. The business of the game. The listen. It's entertainment, but it's enter, it's the entertainment business. Don't ever let anybody tell you that there is just nothing but for the love of the game going on here. If you think that, you're wrong. It is a business. It's not the '60s anymore. Guys are not playing for four thousand dollars a year and a new jacket. It's a business. Yep. It's now, for everybody. I think players, I think players and people need to be in the game for the love of it. Oh, sure. Not just for money. No, no, no. That's not why guys do it. But, you know, and if you are, then you need to consider stepping away because now you're jaded and now things are, are not pure anymore. No. But that's different. That's a whole different thing than the business of it. Players enjoying the game for the love of the game is different than business, right? So business is something that it can't really be debated and it's something that at the end of the day and it and quite frankly it can be compared to you know anything Hollywood um being a cashier to a supermarket you know being anything a a bartender being anything like that at some point and this is again I think we both agree we take the virus serious. I think we both agree that that it's not something to take lightly and that to respect boundaries and respect other people and things. But at some point here, life in general has to start to get back to normal here. This six feet apart, you know, con- everywhere you go, you know, I walk into the supermarket and they're spraying sanitizer in my hands things like that this this kind of stuff eventually has to stop and life has to go back to normal a little bit facts are that the common flu kills more people than this thing yeah and I'm, that and that if you are not immunocompromised or of an of an elderly at risk age or anything like that at the end of the day you are more than likely i won't say 100% but more than likely going to be very very uncomfortable for for a, a couple weeks 
but then you come out of it. So at some point, life has to go back to normal here. Sports, TV I, and movies in Hollywood, you know, the pub for us at Breakaway and, and things like that. Eventually, life has to go back to normal here. And it's not that we don't take it seriously, but it's that the economy, amongst other things, paying bills, doing these things, life has to start again. It this, will. This I can't. It, I'll tell you how seriously I take it. I get all my medical advice from Dr. Nick Riviera. He has never been wrong, <laughs> ever, and that's how it's going to stay. I think he should be. He should be in charge of this whole pandemic operation. So, I, life has to go back to normal. I'm sure it will, depending on when it does. We'll see, but it needs to. Um, not that we're not. 100% on board with doing what we need to do safety wise, but yeah, come yeah. on, you, you, you gotta be allowed to go to parks and you gotta be allowed to, to go for walks and, and go to work and do these things. Yeah. So, and by the way, speaking of going to work, thank you again, you guys on the front line, you have uh, been very busy at the local fire department. We appreciate that. Good on you for that. But anyhow, next week, Next week, coaches, uh, coaches, um, amongst other things. Again, um, mentioned may, it early on here. There's not really an outline or a structure much, just simply because we don't know on in, from day to day what content might be, given that hockey isn't active we'll, at the moment. But we'll put some we'll, put some ideas. We'll put some that ideas suggested. together, coaches. You yeah. know, um, the classic. Got, teams and playoff runs and whatever else and we'll we'll we got, put together some episodes and some content for everybody. let's do that let's so, do that um and but, tune into the developmental podcast as well yeah. if you have any interest uh if you're a coach an official a player a parent to stay stay tuned to the developmental podcast it's good stuff and it's uh it's a place to learn things without an agenda absolutely well All thank right. you again for finally being able to join in studio yes. again Yes, yes, yes. And uh, make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, War Room the Hockey Podcast, at War Room the Hockey Podcast, and at War Hockey, respectively. Uh, WarRoomHockey.com, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe, rate, and review. Share with family and friends, anybody you, anybody you know that might be interested that loves podcasts. Um, make sure you write in, ask questions, um, leave comments, engage with us, and um, we will all get through this together. We will all get through this this summer to see a Stanley Cup awarded. Yes, sir. And um, so make sure you stay patient with that and um, and look forward to that. So I'm Evan Rauer with War Room the Hockey Podcast, and I will see you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.